listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Okay, everybody, uh, we've hit our little milestone here. Welcome to episode 75. We're three quarters of a century there. So we're about lined up with Jake's age. We Just are, about. We are Two more years to go. We are back with yet another episode of the AntsMarching.org podcast. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks to our uh, Periscopers out there. We've got a couple hundred people. This might be a record watching yes. us right now. It's yeah, just, I don't think we've had wow. this many. Thank you, guys. This is cool. Thank you. Thanks for all the hearts. Thanks for all the shares. And everybody out there who might be listening post live thank you for joining us um i am matt i am back uh i'll let jake and joe uh take it away in terms of where i was i'll let them admit to you where i was not not the, the you were at the bernie you. concert come on i was feeling the burn no you drove down from seattle no. all the way down to <laughs> san fran just to get four songs from dave no <laughs> oh it was really to cheer on bernie i forgot so you know that all of those bumper stickers on my car <laughs> Feeling the burn. Joe, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I can say um, uh, maybe a little bit rough night because last night in Pittsburgh, the Penguins won the Stanley Cup. So um, a little bit of a little bit of fun going on in the city. Uh, So recovered, recovered. Jake, how are you? You know, I'm okay, but uh, as, as you guys know and everybody listening in knows about uh, everything that has happened in Orlando over the past few days. Um, which is incredibly unfortunate. I just thought I should mention just quickly the uh, starting. How far is that from you? Well, I'll I'll get to that in in just a moment, actually. Um, The Friday evening, um, uh, Christina uh, Grimmie, I believe is the pronunciation. I apologize if I got that wrong, but she was uh, murdered by a deranged fan at the Plaza Live. Um, The Plaza Live actually happens to be my favorite venue in all of Orlando. I've been there many times. I saw Colin Hay there. In January, he's the lead singer of. Jeez, um, uh, I just blanked on the freaking name of him. The uh, Men at Work from from Australia. Yep. <clears throat> um, that's horrible, and just I can't believe it happened about thirty minutes after the show. I've seen TR three there before. I've just seen Jake Shimabukuro there. It's a wonderful little venue, and it's just so unfortunate that that happened. And then, of course, the, the following night, um, the the senseless murder of forty nine people. Um, inside a bar, the bar called The Pulse. I'd actually been to that bar as well back about 16 years ago. I actually don't remember the name of it, but it used to be like an Italian restaurant slash nightclub. And I was there back when it was there, and I'm still familiar with kind of the layout of it. So listening to interviews with people that were there talking about the different rooms, I was like, okay, I was in that room, and I know I was in that room. I didn't realize that was the courtyard. So it's just, it kind of hit home a little bit because i'd been to both places and then saturday night i saw gogo bordello live and i was about two miles away from the pulse um i was already gone out of there by then but i mean i was only two miles away and and i ate dinner that night at hamburger mary's if you're not familiar with hamburger mary's it's a a small chain restaurant it's actually a a gay themed restaurant i mean everyone in there is is gay all the staff and everything like that and that's sort of the theme of it and they do drag shows and and the burgers are outstanding actually they're really like the best around so i just kind of was thinking about that too just saying you know i was just kind of sitting there eating dinner and the guy could have just got pissed off and walked in there so it it kind of hit home a little bit more for me um i didn't know anyone that, that that was murdered um but still it's just a tragic time for everybody here in orlando so i just felt like i should i should mention it just because I've been to both places and I was kind of out and around that evening. 
Well, it, so it hits, hate to it hits, bring hits, everything down. <laughs> yeah, no, but it hits close to home. I mean, this is you know affecting obviously tons of people, and and it's happening at music venues, which anybody listening of this podcast, you know, music venues and going to see music is a big part of of our lives and you know that all this violence is is happening at music venues we have the the one in Paris this the, you know these two in Orlando right. i mean um it's it's really really sad that this is this is happening especially at a place like in music venues where people are just having a good time and and they're trying to get away from probably other things that are going on in your life and you got that you know, that few that little moment to be at a concert and try to just let your worries go away and then things like this are happening and now you know crossing people's minds it's really sad it really is yeah thanks for bringing it up jake it's uh definitely something that we want to you know throw out our prayers and thoughts to, to everybody affected by this uh, by the tragedy obviously so it's uh something that was on all of our minds over the weekend so i'm glad you brought that up jake uh okay so not to uh disrespect that at all because it is uh awful but we want to move on to happier stuff talk about things that bring everybody up it is monday it doesn't have to be all bad mm-hmm. um we've what got are you drinking? Uh, what are you drinking oh, what am I? oh yeah well uh i still okay we're gonna keep staying talking sad stuff um oh. <laughs> it's four o'clock on the west coast here shortly after i've on monday i've still got stuff to do i've got places to be uh i'm having a, my afternoon coffee oh my god <laughs> uh, sorry to disappoint wow do you go to the you go to the diner get the free refills with uh with my grandpa uh, still got that daddy's mug <laughs> yeah no what do you I, i'm sorry you, you're gonna have to enjoy for me uh jake what do you got uh well thankfully i've got 32 ounces of what i've got which is which is great i'm back on the carl from my good friends over at uh red cypress brewery and i love this beer it is officially my favorite beer locally here in um central florida and red cypress actually has a canning um distributor and they're going to be uh sending it all around so keep your eyes open for that and if you're into trading and such that might be something you could uh hook up with me later about you got 32 ounces also known as six of your bladders at this age <laughs> More than that, are you kidding me? The, the odds of me not peeing in this podcast are like zero. People we, ask us, why do we take a break during the podcast? So we should tell them the real. How reason. many times you get up it's, in the night, Jake? All, all of them. Uh, <laughs> Joe, well, okay, Joe, Mister Disappointing, you better have like some one eighty proof there or something. The way you one eighty proof, I have thirteen point five percent. So what is that? Uh, 27 pr- proof um, bottle of Cabernet 2009 from Napa Valley Newton. I'm gonna pour a little bit for you guys, and Matt, you can try to drink it through the through the microphone. And enjoy it that way. Uh, I will be enjoying this while Jake takes multiple bathroom breaks. Boy, either <laughs> either that or you're in the urinal with Sea Biscuit over there. <laughs> uh, I, I got. I'm hang on. I gotta go pee real quick. So you guys. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> That's just tr- triggering. Triggering. Yeah, that sound. Jake, enjoy it. Uh, remind us of the drinking word. Uh, it would be inconceivable for me not to mention the drinking word, which is inconceivable. Cheers, cheers to that. Cheers indeed. Uh, the comments on Periscope: Is he peeing or pouring? <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually me there. Yeah, I didn't pour my drink yet. What are you guys talking about? Uh, yeah, no, I will be out on a sailboat later tonight, so I'll, I'll get my drinking in then. I will not. Well, I can't promise. I ninety nine percent I won't, but I will not Periscope from the Ants account. From the sailboat in my drinking. Oh, maybe from your personal account. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe I will. And you're not the captain, right? You're not the captain of the ship? 
I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to have that responsibility. Not at all. Okay. I leave that to others. I see what you did there, by the way, Captain of the Ship. Very good. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, okay. So now that we've established what we are and are not drinking, uh, and J- Joe has finished his pee, uh, we got <laughs> we got a little bit of news that dropped today. Did we not, Jake? We did indeed. We got some some big news. Um, stuff. One thing we knew was coming. Well, actually, two things we knew were were coming. We knew that the crash vinyl would eventually hit. And we knew that Live Tracks 38 was around the corner because I actually told you a couple weeks ago that it was around the corner. And the corner has now arrived, and the two arrived together. And that's right. It's the Crash vinyl that everyone has been looking forward to. And Live Tracks 38, which is actually a 1996 show, so sort of in that same vein of Crash. And mm. it is from uh, some of your guys' favorite venue. It would be SPAC. Yes. SPAC. Or as Joe used to call it, Spock. I never Spock. called it that. Stop saying it. Starting wow. that rumor. Wow. Spock. Never said that. Live long and prosper. <laughs> I love I love hearing him say that he didn't do it because it really calls into question a lot of what he says because I couldn't be more certain that he had he used to no. call it that. I mean, I'm absolutely no. unequivocally no. positive. And no. so now you take the other stuff that he's so convicted about and you just throw it out the window because no. he doesn't know. No. I love that. Yes. No. He has no idea. The, the cool thing about this show... Um, from from SPAC 1996, uh, besides the set list, which is just, you know, very, very good. Um, that show, as far as we know, has never been uh, heard by fans oh, besides wow. the analog tape. So mm. it's out there, but it's not and, very common. And if it, if you have heard it, you've probably heard a um, the not not the greatest version yeah. of it possible. Oddly enough, we have two recordings. That we have actually two tapes of it. We have uh, we have Mike Thurley uh, recorded it and Felix DeGusto. So two names that uh, certainly are in the modern lexicon of tapers. Um, right. But uh, we we have two copies of the show available to download if you want to get a taste of it. But obviously that that Live Tracks Thirty Eight mix is going to knock both of those out of the park. Right. And what what we mean is that th- those are analog tapes that was done in, in cassette as opposed to the digital tape, which is the modern uh, way of taping shows. So it's still going to sound okay, but back in those days, there was kind of like this period of kind of 96, 97, where we were going from the old plug-in version where you could actually walk up and plug into the soundboard into the modern times of hooking up your microphones and everything. So it's not going to sound that great, but it's not going to be the worst thing you've ever heard either. But it's a great little set list too, and, and it opens with Best of What's Around. That's something we talked about last week during the podcast. Remember, Matt, we were talking about our op- – oh, the that's right. You read Bernie. <laughs> you read Bernie. Forgot about I that. Forgot. But anyway, one of my favorite opening uh, songs, uh, "Best of What's Around," and also something that they used to do back in the day. Believe it or not, is they used to do a little medley between Two Step and Crash. So that's the old style hmm. of how they used to do it. Right when Crash, and that was before Crash was even a single. So what do you mean? What do you mean by medley? I'm not sure if I'm, I'm familiar. That would be you're not sure if you're unfamiliar. I'm not sure if I'm familiar with the medley between Two Step and Crash. Like, will I have heard it before? I don't know uh, if I heard it. You would because a medley means that there's no talking in between the songs. It would be the same as a seg. Oh, it's a segue. Okay, that's what you mean. Yes, it's actually a medley, but that's okay. Um, it's, an, it's a nice little show, and one of uh, Matt's favorite songs, Jimmy Thing, also <clears throat> being played. Do you yeah. think that this show was released for live tracks in purposely to sync up with the crash vinyl release because it's kind of a crashy show right 
Oh, absolutely. It's it certainly seems that way. Okay. Yeah, it's seven I, I, seven songs from Crash. So here's the quick set list for those that maybe haven't seen it. That's of what's around. Two step segues into Crash into Me. Jimmy Thing forty one. Granny too much. The song that Jane likes. Cry freedom. So much to say. Satellite. Seek up segues into Drive and Drive Out and number thirty six uh, into Ants and then closes this, the the encore is uh, Watchtower. So seven songs from uh, Crash. And there's going to be a little stairway to heaven interpolation inside that um, Watchtower, oh, cool. nice. which they probably won't edit out. They edited it out of the um, video from Europe, um, but that was because uh, Zeppelin doesn't allow stuff in videos, but they will allow music, I understand. So it's probably going to be there. A little bit of fame um, and too much also, which they don't do anymore. Yes, this is very And Golden Years as well. Which which is great. That's both uh, David Bowie songs. So it's a little Bowie tease in for you there. Also, something of note, you'll notice, uh, you'll, you may have heard Joe mention that uh, Too Much was played. And a few songs later, So Much to Say was played. That's because, because this show is actually before the existence of the Anyone Seen the Bridge, which, of course, links the two songs together most of the time. So that's kind of interesting. So This is only the second show that ever took place at SPAC. Ooh. That's crazy. And it's I the know. first headlining show, if I'm not mistaken, because the first show would have been during uh, the Horde Festival. Is that correct, Joe? Absolutely. Yeah, you're going to make me look it oh, up. That is almost two years prior, September 3rd, 94, part of the Horde tour. Wow. Okay, so yeah, so first headlining. Even That's even that's even cooler. But And they only did one night at SPAC back then, right? This is only There's only a single night. It's not like they chose between two nights. They started the two-night stand in 01. And I think, wasn't there one year that they went back to a single? Yeah, 07. Mm. Yes. And then the next night, June, let's see. So they did that one, June. Just keep talking. I'll find it eventually. I went to a show right around here. I thought I went to the next night, but apparently I didn't. Yeah, because you didn't go to this show, right, Matt? This was just before you, before your time for SPAC? My, my first show in SPAC was Live Tracks 11, the 2000 show. Great show. Got you. That was my second show ever, actually. Oh, wow. nice. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely early. I mean, it's nice to get a 96. I don't know, um, Jake, do you have any sense of how many 96 releases we have that are out there so far? Well, there's Roughly. the Live Tracks 18. There is the um, is the New Year's Eve ninety six or was that ninety five? No, that was ninety five. So there's one, two. There should be three others. So I think this is the fourth. Is that correct? I, I don't have the count. I just seen it. What you might think, but it's that's it's nice to get something for ninety six. I know there's some heavily saturated years out there where we have a lot of releases from, but um, nice to see ninety six. Ninety six is interesting because it depends on what time of the um, the year you get the, sh- the show. F- from because the band really kind of changed things up a lot mm-hmm. around that time with, with the different sounds and everything like that. I'm I'm completely sidetracked now because I know I went to a show. That, oh, you know what? I know what I did. I went to that show with my blind friend Matt. That's right. Okay, it's all coming back to me. Down we here. heard that story time. Yes, we, we did. did. We did. <laughs> we did indeed. So I'm back. I'm back here now. I'm all set. I was just looking at it, going, didn't I see a show right around here? See, that's what happens when you get all Joe M and you think you went to a thousand shows. <laughs> So uh, the other bit of news is uh, the Crash Vinyl, right? We got um, two versions now coming out. We have the the 180 gram version, and that's available through the DMB store. And we have a 150 gram version through Amazon, which is a limited edition with a what they call it splatter print, but it's kind of like a tie dye pattern on the vinyl. Um, 
one of the things that's talked about is this is really any difference audio fidelity wise between the 150 and 180 absolutely not that that only comes from me that comes from people who no are no they're, they're much more right there really isn't am. Right. Then, why, then why even why even say it then? theoretically it's a harder disc to warp if it's heavier so 180 grams should hold up better over time uh, but there have been some pretty war- big warp jobs anyway. Like I've seen people comment that even 180s can get warped. As long as you take care of your stuff, you should be okay either mm-hmm. way. So I wouldn't. I don't know why you'd go with the 180 over the 150 at that point, because the 150's got the limited edition um, pattern. Yeah, I guess is there really nothing else? The same price there too, or maybe it's a little bit cheaper. Uh, I don't Let's know. See here, I, I, it's thirty-two dollars I, for the pre-order of the splatter. And uh, I think it's roughly the same on, on the DMB site. Okay. Um, I wonder how many people will order both. There will be them. Uh, I could definitely see. Could definitely see. Yeah, same price for both. I think people. And I, I mean, I don't know. You know what they're going to be for? If there's any kind of numbering, like so, the one the the splatter is limited edition. You said, Matt, right? Uh, that's what it, that's that's the verbiage they use. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, if they'll be numbered at all, or just you know, limited print, not numbered. Um, just not going to oh, be yeah, once they sell out. Print. Once they once they're gone, they're gone. Type of thing. If I'm not mistaken, all of the re-releases have been numbered. Okay, I, have I, it? I think so. I, I I actually can't really tell on mine right this second because they're all sitting in frames. But I'm pretty sure that they are, because I remember a thread asking for what number you had, and I, and I know for a fact that my under the table was numbered. I could totally see people getting the splatter, and that's the one that they keep sealed or framed, and then getting the 180 gram, and that's the one that they play and listen to. To answer, I might your, do question, that. To, to answer I, your question about getting both. Uh, well, then I'll do that. Okay, I just go. got a couple of the 150s with the with the um, the tie dye, and I'll just listen to one of them. I don't see the like whether okay. you listen to a 150 or 180, it won't matter. Okay, maybe the tie dye clashes with your your room interior. It does mess up the feng shui. Feng yeah. shui, yeah. Yep. Yes. So maybe that's a reason then to not get two of that one. I would believe that you would be concerned about that. <laughs> yeah, how it goes with the wardrobe for the day. It's very vital. Make sure, always make sure your vin- your vinyls are facing east. Very, very important. Yes, matches my shoes. All right, so we've had uh, four shows again. Uh, I think we've had, uh, yeah, we've had four shows again t- uh, since our last podcast. This kind of seems to be the pattern here. So the band's really gotten in line with what we're up to. So we appreciate that. Thanks, uh, man. Yes, we've had the Jersey show at Home Dell. We've got the uh, Banger Main show at Mansfield. And Hartford, both the Xfinity venues, center and then theater. So it's not a two-night stand. It's actually two different venues. Um, but, uh, Joe, you were at all five shows, right? So how'd they go? <laughs> uh, I didn't make all five of the four, no. Um, show's, show's pretty good. I guess what, you guys want to run through them? I mean, and for those that might not know Mansfield, I think most know, but Mansfield's Boston, just outside the Boston area. Um, you know, not too far from actually where the Patriots play area um but yeah uh homedale was the first one on tuesday and um i I would say you know what's a note is dave realized he wasn't in kansas city for that night oh yeah good good job dave he sang nancy's and he said could i be lost in uh, jersey instead of kansas city i actually think if he would have said kansas city it kind of would have been like i'm just going to kind of say kansas city for a while and maybe i wasn't real i didn't really mess up um 
in uh, in St. Louis. But the fact that he didn't say Kansas City and Jersey just kind of was like, yep, I definitely messed up. It was. It's, I'm not even going to try to cover it up. So, um, yeah, I guess. Uh, any what do you, what do you think was the most unique thing out of the show, um, Jake from uh, Homedale? I think the most unique thing is that he actually got um, saying uh, where he was right. <laughs> so you're saying it wasn't that unique of a show? Um, it's um, not 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 particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, is is that a nice way of saying it? It's a pretty nice way to say it. What we will hear that the uh, when we get to the the setless games results for this show, um, th- they kind of proved to the point that it was a little bit predictable. Um, huge amount of people were able to get the openers, the closers, the average points was high on this. So, um, wasn't a lot of, wasn't a lot of variance, at least by, by taking a data point of the setlist game players. It was our first game, you know, it was the first, um, show after the break. And there was some discussion that Matt was playing that private show with, for Bernie and, and Matt, um, out in California. And that was the day before, and then he flew, obviously, all the way back to New Jersey to play the show. Get bent. Uh, <laughs> um, a lot of people were, were a little bit upset about that, saying, you know, why is he doing that? It's affecting the show. But, uh, you know, am I wrong? I'm thinking, they do that all the time. You just might not know about it. Um, yeah, yeah they, they really – it happens all the time. I don't think it affected a single thing uh, with the show. Uh, kind of interesting that you know there were no debuts, tour debuts for that show. I don't think that had any effect whatsoever on it, though. Mm-mm. Yeah, no tour debuts that I mean aren't going to make the show. Um, got break free, which is which is cool. And I know a lot of people are trying to trying to snag break free while it's back here, trying to catch a show. I know Matt, you're Not one me. of the ones trying to get break free back. Me. <laughs> I hope they play it all three nights at the Gorge for you. Um. But yeah, I guess um, Death on the High Seas still staying in rotation. Um, it's all, you know, um, Bismarck and uh, Samurai Cop also stay in rotation. Bob Law seems to be the one that gets dropped more frequently. I don't. I haven't looked actually looked up the data on that to see. But um, seems like Bob Law is the one that gets least to play. And, I, and kind of the res- talking to people, I think that's the least favorite. And now that we're a few shows in, it sounds like people are the least favorite in Bob Law. Do you have any take on that, Jake? Yeah, I think that it's probably between Bob Law and Samurai Cop as the ones that tend to finish uh, second and third. It seems to me like Bismarck is the one that people have taken to the most. But that's relative, though, right, Jake? I mean, it's not that those songs are actually disliked. It's just if you had to rank them. I think we're all – yeah, they're all pretty well well received. Absolutely, yeah. I I think the big big thing, the big news is that these songs are better received than the 2015 songs. Right. I think that's the thing you have to take away. Well, can I throw something out there? It's a little bit off the topic, but I was just thinking about this yesterday. Do you think that people would enjoy the songs more at the show if the band made these songs widely available for people to listen to prior to going to the show? And I'm not talking about, obviously, the hardcore fans that have heard these songs and are going to multiple shows and you know, know how to download torrents and stuff like that. I'm talking about the casual fan, which still makes up a, a good portion of the venue. Wouldn't you think like, hey, put out a video or a YouTube video or even just an audio of these songs so people can kind of get familiar with them prior to going to the show? I'm going to say no, and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to say no. Because of Gaucho. That's what they did. Yeah, they did that before the tour, right? 
Gaucho was released in 2012. Um, and with all due respect to Mercy, um, I think that Gaucho was probably the 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 song that was the uh, maybe the least uh, well received. Yeah, because it fair. sucked, not because it was released early. Well, better than better than Mercy. I mean, I mean, Mercy, Mercy's just so bad live. It's it's not even that bad of a song, but it just goes on, on, and on. I mean, it's 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 like eleven minutes, right? But what were you, you know, saying he about? He never what walks you, over to the. But what about Gaucho related to releasing early? Well, they released it early. They released Gaucho early, and I don't think that that had any effect on people going, "Oh, wait, I know this song. This is cool. This is the one they released." I know. just don't. I don't think it worked. Yeah, you got to be careful doing that though, because the songs need to grab you. Otherwise, it turns you. It turned me off. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think I. I think it's, it was reasonable to think that if the song was well received, the end chorus uh, of the album version, which is the kids chanting, whatever the hell they chant, you got to do much more to believe or whatever, um, would have taken off from the crowd, and it never did. Mm. And, and that that's that cautionary tale about trying to plan things for the fans to sing along with. This is something that Mark Baston talked about. I think Stand Matt, up. It, was the, it was the interview you did with him Stand when you talked about that. Yep. Yeah, I, I could see everybody in my mind singing along with it. No, it doesn't work Boy, like that. What an interesting dream that was. Yeah. <laughs> it just, that's just not the way the DMB fan works. Hey, you got to just let it happen organically. It's got to be it's got to be off menu. It's got to be like out or in burger off menu. If it's blatant, stand up. Stand up. It's not going to happen. But if it's something off menu and um, not obvious, and then it's people kind of never like been it. anything the band's done before. And in terms of the the way the crowd interacts, the the biggest the biggest comparison to that might be like um, the honey honeys at the end of every day. Uh, things or the or wise men say by uh, during stone right where the where the crowd will sing but in terms or, of the stand up or it, wait wait or the woos from the warehouse yeah and matt, and matt what do all three of those have in common Ooh, you're trying to set me up i don't want to let you down but what is but it? you already know the answer because you've said it they all originated with the fans right. the yeah. fans started the yeah. woos the fans started the honey honeys the fans started everything the wise men say that all came from fans. Now Dave did, uh, he did the 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 um, can't help falling in love teases during Stone during the Dave and Tim shows, but they never did that live. That did not happen until the fans did that at the Rosemont for the uh, stand up release. That mm. was the first one, and it took off from there. So you have to let the fans decide what they want to do. And do you think releasing? Bismarck, Samurai Cop, Bob Law ahead of time, even though those songs don't really have these components to them, that you think it's better that people, the majority of the crowd experiences the songs for the first time at a live show versus being familiar with them beforehand. Uh, I, I do. Do you agree, okay. Matt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't have an answer. I would just kind of think of it. I, I kind of thought that, you know, people would be a little bit more receptive at the show. It seemed like a lot of people maybe in the lawn specifically kind of check out when those songs come on, and I didn't know if uh, if they were a little bit more accessible, if that would change people's opinion. I think if it's a really good song, probably it does. If it's an average song, then probably probably doesn't buy anything. A uh, uh, little anecdotal. I do like the bridge in Gaucho. Oh, okay. So you'll just listen to the bridge over and over again. Oh, no, I I don't think it's the worst song in the world, but I just I just think it's a song that just didn't just didn't work. It's it's once again it's one of those songs that is um 
what's the lyrics are very forced and what's i don't know there's a word i'm looking for i'm not going to be able to come come to it in time but it's just kind of like uh you know truculent the, it's a forced words that try to try to be try to be deep try to be meaningful and they just come off as very shallow right yeah <laughs> i think it is inconceivable I think it might be it might be better so, a lot better live or better studio better not played <laughs> <laughs> Well, well. Speaking of inconceivable, the band uh, did play back-to-back nights, which is fairly inconceivable uh, unless it's over a weekend. But they right. did that going over to uh, Banger, Maine, where we actually had that joke <laughs> will never get old. It never get old. Glad, it is, it's good I don't live there. It's just mint. Uh, a couple tour debuts. One that um, it seemed like that was the fear that people had um, when um, the Matt and Bernie show happened in San Francisco. And that would be that Dave would find Mercy again. And he did indeed, because Mercy made its DMB debut in Banker. Mm-hmm. We also had another debut, and that would be Typical Situation, which is a uh, well-received debut. That song is so great live. It really is. I... I, I I like it, and and I've seen it get kind of meh reaction from fans, and it, it's always a little disheartening. But I've seen that happen, and I was like, it's, it's a typical situation, people. Come on. Yeah, they also had a, a full band mid-show space between, which I would I'm sure like qualifies as some kind of liberation in Joe's statistical world, <laughs> where you know it was played on a Wednesday when it was 75 degrees out, and they haven't done they haven't played it in that circumstance in like a year and a half, so it's been liberated. <laughs> do, you, do you get a badge I, for that? I'm sorry, <laughs> I needed to do that. <laughs> sorry, Joe. It's okay. Um, <laughs> another uh, another rooftop, which I know that uh, fans are kind of take it or leave it. I still like it without the um, guests, so I'm okay with that. You like it without the guests. Which guests is that? I, I the names that will not be spoken. Oh, okay. Um, this year um, for Maine, it was all GA. It's a small venue in in general, but um, it's a, it's a it was it's all GA this year, which is a little different. Um, you know, it sounded like you know, sound like sound was good. It's outdoors. There's no there's no cover, and um, you know, probably could when it's GA, it feels a little bit smaller because all the people kind of take up less space and cram up to closer together. Um, so it makes it maybe feel a little bit more empty. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see um, when the tour attendants come out, um, how Bangor did. And which, by the way, we'll need to talk about that on the next uh, next yeah. podcast. Yeah. Huh, Jake? Yes, yes, we will, because we do have numbers. Can we I, do have I, numbers on attendance from the first part of the tour. A little comment about the end of the Bangor show. Uh, I love PNP Rapunzel as a closer. I just do. It's That's fantastic. And then... Even though I don't care for you and me, E1's not so bad, and I like. I, I wouldn't be happy with You Might Die Trying as the only song in the encore, which we've seen a couple times this tour, but I like You and Me and You Might Die Trying as the encore as well. I, so those last four songs, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like You'll that. You'll take them? You'll take them? Yeah, yeah. You Might Die Trying. I told you a couple episodes ago that I was listening to them a lot, and the difference between like the Piedmont show and, and, and Wrigley Field were just night and day, but... I do enjoy You Might Die Trying. I do like that song. It gets the most like negative feedback online um, and the most positive feedback from people at their show. I, I think we talked about that on our past podcast. Yeah. When we yeah. look at the show flows, that's one of the biggest discrepancies. It's good live. People give it a bad rap uh, when they see it on the set list. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's good live, but nobody wants to hear it. It goes back to what I said a couple of podcasts ago. 
the day you see a sign that says you might die trying, it will be the first. No, There's a lot of songs that that can apply. It's a very broad statement. There's a lot of songs that that can apply to. I like to. broads. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> uh, okay, so that brings us to the... Um... And Matt, not to throw you off. Oh, no. <laughs> J- Jake mentioned something that I totally... We, didn't, we skipped right over, and I don't think it deserves very much time, so I'm just going to mention it here in between. Is We've actually had five shows, right? We did have the Bernie show, and we didn't really talk about what the set list was from that. Um and what it was was four songs, Samurai Cop, Ants Marching, Don't Drink the Water and Mercy. And pretty interesting to get Samurai Cop hearing that acoustic. Um, I hope we get a chance sounds, to hear it. Sounds but like a liberation to me. <laughs> acoustic <laughs> liberation. Um, but uh, interesting to see that it's being played acoustic, which is kind of cool. Um, kind of crazy that Mercy was actually the closer of it. Four, four songs and Mercy was the last one. That's that's a little bit... Why not? It was like a nursing home crowd, wasn't it? A Bernie Sanders concert? <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> but I, I think that kind of tells you where Dave's mind is about the three new songs. Uh, obviously, he has um, strong feelings about Samurai Cop. Apparently, yeah. He really likes that one, if, especially if he's willing to want to do it acoustically solo for one of only four songs. He's going to drop in Samurai. It's a, he's definitely giving it some some value. Oh, joy begin. Which I think, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this either, but at, at one of the recent shows, and I'm not going to remember which one, uh, Dave confirmed before playing Samurai Cop that he named it after watching the movie. Right. That was one of the earlier shows in the tour. He mentioned that there's a terrible movie from the 90s uh, called Samurai Cop, and they just basically took the name from that because they were watching the movie when they were working on the song. And it has nothing to do with it, but I just think that's hilarious. It goes back it to what we nice. said before, which was anytime you can name a song Samurai Cop, you should. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, Joe. We shouldn't spend much more time on it. So on to the Mansfield show and another guest for the tour, right? George Garzone. Mm-hmm. Yes. George is yeah. a sax player, right? He is from the Boston area, too. I don't know if you know anything more about uh, George, Jake. He's Italian. <laughs> for those that were on the the, uh, the Periscope pre-podcast, we'll connect with that. <laughs> Uh, speaking of sax Walk players, I, I was I was uh, I, I was at a friend's house yesterday uh, doing a little game day, a little board game day stuff like that, and a song came on. It was Maceo Parker, and it reminded me of his guest appearance. Oh. Uh, yeah, guest appearances. Yeah, very yeah. good. Wow. Yeah, very what what, uh, what game was board game day? Chicka pick. Uh, not I did not play chicken pig. Oh, oh, I know, and I'll tell you why. I was I was thinking about it, and I said I don't have a grasp on chicken pig enough yet to. Oh, you want to make sure you have them. Nobody else has played it, but you want to make sure you have. A grasp. I need to know it, right? I need to know it inside now, and yeah. I haven't uh, been able to 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 get it in my pores yet, really. So, but I, I, I it's you coming. Don't worry. you need that advantage of knowing all the detail before the other players do? It'd be I couldn't I could never I could never sell it if I haven't you know played it myself. So. Yeah, there was another one. I can't remember what it was called, of course, but it's uh, real briefly. It's like you put these put these cards down that have different nouns, basically, and you have a spy master where you basically there's two spy masters for each one for each team, and you have to you have to say a word and then how many cards on the board relate to that word. But you got to be careful because if other words relate to it, they could the people on your team could guess those words and give the other team credit. So mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of like a categories in a way. Kind of, it, it's actually a really good game. So, what if you used "inconceivable" as one of the words? Inconceivable could be a word, but I mean, what relates to "inconceivable" it would be like "kid" or "compound" or "lights" or "sound." I'm like sure. If, if, if "sound" and "light" were up there and they were both on my side, like I, like I knew they were my cards, I would say like "concert two, and hopefully yeah. someone would pick "lights" and "sound." 
But I also said that with piano and conductor up there and didn't even think of those as concert related. So I they lost. Yeah. When you use the example, it makes more sense. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's that's how I learn too. I'm example based. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> speaking speaking of example based uh, code names, code going. names. Thank you. <laughs> Will Sinclair comes with it. Code names is the name of the game. Uh, really cool game. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Will. I take back the uh, f yourself from earlier. Free <laughs> <laughs> podcast. Well, just like trying to find things that were similar, if we were playing uh, code names, I would say that uh, Banger and Mansfield were similar, because um, it doesn't seem like there was a whole heck of a lot of difference between the shows. Ah, so if 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 Mercy and Goucher were up there, you could hint and say garbage too, and those would be your picks. Ah, I see what you did there. Yes, yeah. well, Mercy was played again, um, just in case anybody missed it the night before. Or two nights before, so they played Mercy um, they had again. A great tour debut. They did, which was the tour. Oh, that's right, they did. <laughs> Who could forget? Everyone's been waiting for it. Here it came. Shake me as a monkey would be shaked. Well, it was mid set, you know. Yeah, that is true. I didn't close the night. Um, you know, I guess you'll take that. I have a question. When was the last time we got so many one song encores? Right. That is really 90, 96, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, these I don't know what the deal is. I don't I don't like it overall. No? No. I mean why I mean only because only because we're so um conditioned to expect at least two songs. If I told you that the show lengths are the same or longer than the past when we had multi song encores. Does yep. that change your would, opinion would, at all? Would take a song out of the main set and have another song in the encore. Really? Yep. I, I tend to agree. Yeah, I think that the, you're kind of programmed for two songs. Yes, exactly. Exactly. There's no. There's nothing. There's not even really a ton of logic to it, other than what you just said, Jake. I would agree that it's it's mostly feel. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that but that's important. And and you could walk away from the show and and you know depending on on how you felt about. It, although Mansfield didn't get the highest reviews in the history of the world. You could walk away with getting a lot of songs you like and then them closing with Tripping Billies, which is certainly not a bad song to close with, and walk away going, geez, I can't believe they only had one yeah, song. If they're going to come back out, come back out. Yeah. Do it like Pearl Jam. Just well, play a second me, set and call it an encore. <laughs> let me throw this at you. Uh, you know, just playing the devil's advocate the comes. other side. Jeez, here we you go. You know how we talked, about we, did, we talked about there's two sets, and because of the two sets, it really kind of restricts the flexibility amongst the entire show because, you know, things kind of fit in either place and you can't really mix them up as much. When we no, I don't, I don't remember that at all. Okay, you don't remember it. Well, I'm just don't even play have devil's advocate. Okay, so in, when we're talking, hey, two song encore, certain songs are always usually in that first slot, that E1 slot of the encore. And it really restricts some of the flexibility. If I could say, hey, I want to take out that E1 spot of a two-song encore, which is normally only one of ten songs or something like that, and instead fill in another song that has a lot more variability in the main set, you would rather have an E1 song that's pretty repetitive versus mixing up the main set. I would rather 2004 where the encores were completely unpredictable. Well, okay, yeah, so that wasn't one of the options. Right, I know, but... Between those two options. Let's but be realistic. If, if you're going to do your hypothetical, I can do my hypothetical. Okay, no, but, true. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. And yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I still think that just the way that we're conditioned, we're still going to walk away with an odd feeling. 
by only having one song in the encore. Would you say right. like a burning feeling? It would be an inconceivably drink burning feeling. Oh boy. Drink that drink that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> chug, chug, Matt. Yeah. Chug. Chug, chug, you're gonna be up all night, chug. <laughs> uh, well, I got to try to not go to bed at nine thirty, like you, Jake. Yeah, I would say nine thirty. It's past my bedtime already. Are you kidding me? <laughs> keeping them up, keeping them up. Oh, that yeah, Mansfield was pretty was pretty repetitive, but yeah, it took us to what's the next show, Matt? The the armpit of the United States, Hartford, wow. Connecticut. Wow, wow. Oh, it's a hole. Oh, jeez. It is. Come on. It's, it's the okay, well, okay. Where's insurance the rebuttal? capital of the world. Go ahead and rebut. Um, insurance capital of the world. Hello. <laughs> well, here's the problem. I needed to make an insurance claim because of that hole. <laughs> All right. Oh, my, really? car, my car was damaged in the lot. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, that, that goes without saying. <laughs> well, that's my point. Uh, the pig opener. I, I like the set list, uh, actually. Uh, yeah, again, another one song encore. But pig opener is wonderful. Um, then Seek Up, five songs in. Uh, minarets and, and PMP Rapunzel mid-sets, always fun. Uh, typical. I, I, I'm I'm quite pleased with the set, actually. It's, the, it's In my opinion, was the best set of these four shows. Um, five, if you count the four-song Bernie one. Really good balance. Literally um, three songs from Before These Credit Streets, two from Remember Two Things, two from Crash, two from Busted Stuff, two Unreleased, two Stand Up, two Big Whiskey, two Away From The World, you know, and then just one from Under Table Dreaming Every Day. Uh, so a really good balance of a show. Um, I probably, you know, the tour debut was out of my hands for the show. Eh, I'll pass. I don't know about you out, guys. Out of my hands, into the beer line. I'll pass. I'll flush. <laughs> You'll flush. I'll pass. I'll flush. Terrible. There- there was something unique that happened uh, in Hartford, and, and no, it wasn't a car being broken into. It was uh, Proudest Monkey actually went into Crash Into Me instead of Satellite, which it oftentimes goes into Satellite, but this time it went to Crash. So that's something uh, that you really don't see very often. Did, didn't they do that earlier? Maybe I'm remembering wrong. I thought they did <sighs> that maybe, um, I want to say Blossom. I don't know if I can look it up fast enough. They, I think they did seg into something else, but... Um, that is something nope, that, that was satellite. Okay, yeah. well, it's it's something that doesn't happen very often. In fact, um, early in the tour central, we actually put a little marker in there to, to mention that it did not go into satellite, and we will eventually go back and do that on this Hartford thing. So you'll know that you saw something rare. I don't think you're going to get a badge out of it, but you know, it's just something that, <laughs> to point out. It's not badge worthy. Not badge worthy. <laughs> Okay, so any other uh, thoughts on the uh, four-show, five-show run to, before we take this quick break and come back and do the uh, Sports Center? Uh, just a little repetitiveness over and over again, unfortunately, especially for an area where literally three of those shows, mm-hmm. people will go to all three. Right. Right. Yeah, I think so, the opener and the closer is really good for that show. A big opener, watched her closer again. It's only one song that Matt mentioned, but I think it's good. Um, you know, there was a lot of repetitiveness, you know, for what it's worth. If anyone's watching the set, um, via the DMB hub app or via, you know, online, um, they, we did not get out, uh, belly, belly nice. Um, and even the band had that uh, off. So, um, reason why we missed it. Uh, but belly, belly nice was, uh, played toward after typical, uh, during that show. So even they're sick of it. Jeez. 
<laughs> well, that's a wrap. Uh, what's our next show coming up here? We've got um, the seventeenth. Virginia. So be, yeah, we got a little another little mini break. We've got. Yeah. What is that? Is that nothing? Friday? Nothing during yeah, the week. Friday. We got uh, Friday, Virginia Beach, and then uh, Saturday, another kind of sort of hometown, if you want to call it, Bristow, Virginia, just a little bit of ways outside of Charlottesville, outside of DC. Um, Manassas area. Setless game. You, you guys should all be putting in a certain song. I'm not going to say it, but give it a, give it some thought. <laughs> and with that, we will take a quick break. Hang with us. We'll be right back.
and we are back. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. We are in our second segment of episode 75 of the Ants Podcast. Joe, welcome back from the Bernie Show. That you really <laughs> respectable that you recorded live from the Bernie Show during, you know, you podcast from the uh, old folks' home where Bernie was performing, promising, giving away Thank free stuff, <laughs> Santa Claus, President Santa, and everything else. Yay, socialism. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, we are here to talk about the set list game now. Um, Remember, anybody can win any show. I am showing them here. I've got a a fistful of cryptonaut. No, um, a handful. There you go. A handful (laughs) of DMV Hub Ants Tour 2016 wristbands. And whoever wins the uh, set list game for each show, and that could, if you tie, and it's two people, uh, not three, because you have to draw the line somewhere, right? But if two people tie or you win uh, for a show, I will send you one of these. So, um, yeah, good way to get in because they are no longer for sale. I had to hold some back to give them away. So that's the only way left to get them is to win a set list game. So, dude, start studying. Uh, even if you don't play every show, you could just go all in for one. Just put all your effort in and win one show. Boom, quick, get out, get in, get out. Kind of like a casino. You come in there, straight flush, out. You're done. That's the way to do it. You can play it from Ants on the website or the DMB Hub app available for your iPhone. So just search DMB Hub, and it is free. I mean, can't beat that. Can't be free. Can't can't be free. I just ask Bernie. Anyway, Jake, uh, how did the Home Dell show shake out, setless game-wise? It it shook out uh, pretty good, actually. Overall, 20 songs were played. The average score was 19.74 a year I remember very, very well. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, basically a, a point of song, roughly. Uh, the winner with 50 points, and that was Zavins with an exclamation point at the end. He got 13. He picked 13, four spotted. And as you well know, if you get the opener and or the closer, you're doing okay. Well, guess what? He got them both, One Sweet World and Gray Street. So he spotted the closer as well. That is what we call a shot caller. So shot caller. Yes. A <laughs> uh, couple guys finished with 48 points. Uh, Crash 1983, a name that uh, we mentioned very often. And Rashawn on the sax, which is a great username. And that is a throwback. And, to... su- and suspect, too, by the way. Suspect, yes. Is that Rashawn? <laughs> no, I don't think that's Rashawn. I hope it's not Rashawn. But that's a throwback to... Um, what Dave mentioned uh, during the Tampa show in 2015 when he was introducing everybody, he said, Rashawn Ross on the saxophone. And he he said, oh, man, that's the first time I screwed up all night. Going to have to check that registration. Yes, but Rashawn actually spotted the most songs with six. So maybe it really is Rashawn. I think it is. It it very well could be. Uh, Nine people pulled off the very impressive skill of picking both the opener and... Spotting the closer. Spotting is, the closer. Spotting the closer. That is that is impressive. If you're going to spot, you might as well spot the closer. Not an easy thing to do. So anyway, uh, Zevin S. Crash, 1983, Mr. Zellers, and what is that? Oliver... Olivier. Uh, I'm Olivier sorry. Lepine. 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 Olivier Lepine. Lepine. Uh, Lepine. Oui, oui. I did not know that we were going to do it like that. Yes. Uh, anyway, it was a Mimish 84, uh, Jew, I never know, of 4127, and Vux 80 at 20. I'm sorry, I'm stuck. That, there we go. Got it out now. There we that go. That was like and, eight languages transitioned right gosh. there. And, and Jay Anders, we can do it all in the time if you want. Jay Anders did a letter 50. You know, that's very good. 
Two people pick at the closer, uh, and one picker picked the opener. Okay, now nobody can understand <laughs> what I'm saying. I can't even understand it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, 99 people got uh, One Sweet World as the opener. That is a lot. That's a lot. That's pretty good. And uh, uh, just almost exactly half uh, got the closer. 51, a little more than that, picked the closer. And 31, 32 people actually spotted it. Yeah, these, these sets aren't pr- getting predictable or anything, are they? I mean, really, that's that's <laughs> wow, that's crazy right wow. there. And that many people uh, get the opener and the closer and spot the closer. It's turned out that a little predictable. But there was one thing that a lot of people missed, and that was Grave Digger. Mm. That was the song that was most missed. Mm. So, um, technically speaking, Kill the Preacher was the rare song of the night. Sixty people actually picked it, and five spotted it. So, I, I guess nice. it's really not that rare. When it comes to it, and uh, the two new, two of the new songs uh, got it, got picked by a plethora of people. Ninety-two percent of players picked Bismarck and Samurai Cop. I still don't get this, and tell me if I'm wrong here, Joe. Who's not picking these songs? I don't know. Those are easy points. Like the the percentages of those getting played, 100% of the players should be picking that. If you're not picking it, you're really, you should almost get points for not picking those songs. And if they're not played, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. If you, if, if they don't, if you say they're not going to play this song and they don't play it, it should be, you should be able to play the, um, you know, like on craps, play the, uh, the don't come. Yeah. Play the don't. That's, that's going to be the game in two years. We're going to have a don't play. No, that's seven, 2017. We're going to do that. (laughs) <laughs> okay, we'll yeah, do it. 2017. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Matt, tell us about your girl, Banger. Banger. Hardly knew her. Uh, 20 <laughs> songs played again, but this one had only a, a 16.74 average score. However, you had a two-way tie for first place with 44 points, which is still a higher-than-average winning score, right? So you've still mm-hmm. got people who are, are hitting a lot of songs. Tomlin, 32.18, and JHNST, 4-4. Two names that we might not be familiar with. So Tomlin did it with 12 picks and spotted five songs. Janist, 44, did it with 10 picks and five Janist. spots. Uh, but he So he missed by two less picks. Um, but it just so happens that he's able to pick and spot the closer to catch up for the uh, the lack of uh, number of picks. Uh, both of them also had the most spots, getting five. So that would uh, kind of go towards why they both finished on top of the heap. Uh, close game, though. Five-way tie for third place. Um, Ice Chips 32 I do like that username. Uh, had the most songs picked overall with 13, but there you go. He wasn't even in the top three, so what do you got? Wow. You know, you've got, wasn't even in the top ten, I don't think. You need yeah. spots. You need spots. Nobody got, got the old opener-closer combo. Uh, 13 people pick Granny as the opener. It's quite a quite a drop off from the 99 picking One Sweet World from the night before. Um, nine people got You Might Die Trying as the closer, and seven out of those eight, I'm sorry, eight people called that. Seven out of those eight <laughs> uh, spotted it. So uh, congratulations to Jinst44, see Kramer09, Dave Cray41, Alex MRT11, ZaviNS, Chum Lee67, and Cry Freedom5. We did have two tour debuts. It's always interesting to see who picked these, right? Because they hadn't been played yet. So they're shots in the dark. So Mercy, how many people got got Mercy? See, I would think it would be a little more because... Uh, they played it the, at Bernie. Yeah. Right. The Matt and Bernie show. <laughs> like Bert and Ernie? That's what this reminds me of when you say <laughs> the that. The Matt and Ernie. Uh, <laughs> 23 people got Mercy, so... You I can say it's low. a lot, it's a little. Yeah. I think it's low for Mercy right. being played the night before. Right. One person spotted it. Dave Matthews band. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> Way to cheat, Dave. Jeez. <laughs> um, typical situation. Certainly, that's a true uh, debut. Um, how many got that one? 
Oh, Less than say, Mercy, I would yeah. say, given Mercy was the name before. You'd, you'd be correct. 12, 12 got it. One person spotted it. A big surprise, Clark Kent. So you got Dave Matthews Band and Superman both picked the spot. <laughs> so we've got superheroes and celebrities abound just, just <laughs> cheating and just working this game. Uh, not fair. Um, typical situation was the least picked. So 3% of the people <laughs> picked uh, typical. Um, but congrats to those who did because that's a good pick. And uh, When the World Ends was one of the most spotted songs with um, 40% of the picks of that were spotted. So that's not too bad. Wow. Better than 1 out of 10. So pretty good. Uh, Joe, you want to summarize the Mansfield, Boston, slash new suck England uh, show for us? Let me park my car in the Harvard Yard, and I'll give you the Is that all we're going to do is just do accents the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Boston was another good show with, again, 20 songs again played. The average points was 21.72, so we're trending up out of these three shows here. Um, pretty, pretty high average score, but the winner that took it all with 56 points was the Wit 85. So nice job, Wit. You got uh, 12 songs picked. Wow. Um, Marvelous. Six, yes, six of them were spotted, um, which is pretty impressive. Actually, was the most spots of the night um, and was able to get the opener, the closer, and not only get the closer, spotted the closer. So that's a pretty 56 points. That's a pretty stellar show right there. <laughs> that's pretty wicked that. awesome. A wicked yeah. awesome. That wasn't even close, Jake. I know it really wasn't. I was, like, I was like coughing at the same time. That just did not work. At uh, J- Jeffigan, J F F A G A N, uh, had fifty-two points in second. Actually, had more songs pissed, but just missed out on the spot. Songs also- what? <laughs> songs what? What did I say? Songs pissed. Picked. No, songs you did picked. not say picked. You did not say picked. Hey, right, uh, well, there we go. Everyone on Periscope pounced. So confirmed. Sorry, no, Joe. I think there was maybe an internet problem there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might, like, it might have been a, a packet drop or oh, something. Oh, compression. Like that. We're going to have was to call it a, Pie Piper. A, 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 wicked, a wicked pissa? <laughs> it was a pissa. He had uh, 14, 14 songs pissed, um, but just missed out on the spots. Also got the opener closer and spot of the closer. Just missed out on a couple of those spots. So nice job. Um, he, he, he was the one that had the most songs picked with 14. Um, in other news... Um, nine people um, um, picked the opener and spotted the closer, which is wow. that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, the opener again was One Sweet World, and the closer was Tripping Billies. So um, nice job. Four, um, five other people actually got it right, just missed the spot. Um, missed um, spotting the closer. So that's too bad. Um, Side note: If we get an explicit rating on iTunes, you can blame Joe M. Potty Mouth. Joe. What do I say now? Just a pisser thing, you know? I said it again? No, but you said it. Oh, you well. just said it again. Now we're definitely going to get right. <laughs> well, we might as well start oh. cussing now. So if any of you out there are under the age of like 14 or have young children who listen to us, first of all, shame on you. <laughs> and second of all, um, we're sorry. Earmuffs. Yes. <laughs> Um, in general, 65 people had uh, picked One Sweet World as the opener. So, you know, One Sweet World, people seem to be able to nail that one when it happens. And 60 people picked Tripping Dillies um, as uh, as the closer. So nice job there. Actually, excuse me, 87 picked Tripping Dillies. 60, 60 of them spotted Tripping Dillies. So um, really nice job there, guys. Um, the debut, as we mentioned, was Shake Me Like a Monkey. Do you guys think anybody even thought to put it in their song picks? No. 
you know, I, I would hope people optimistically did not include it, but 15 people were pessimistic and chose 15, um, but nobody spotted it. Nobody, none of those 15 spotted Shake Me. So Because all 15 probably put it as their last song. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they probably put Shake Me as the closer and thank goodness it was mid-set. So good call. Um, I would say uh, the most spotted song was Bismarck with 15% of those getting it right. You know, One Super Bowl was just behind with 14%. And uh, the least picked song, as we mentioned, was uh, Shake Me Like a Monkey um, was the least picked. The next least was actually Squirm. Not a lot of people picked Squirm and the band uh, band played mm-hmm. it. So um, congrats on um, uh, from Mansfield. So that takes us to Hartford. 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 Um, Matt describes it Pocket as... Con, hot for the yacht. Oh, wait. No, sorry. <laughs> the armpit. <laughs> okay. Just because, his car got, just because, because his car got a, got a, uh, um, a door dent. Um, you remember that. that. I didn't mention the dent. I actually didn't. I just assumed. Oh, very good. <laughs> I've uh, heard 20, the story before. Maybe I have, and I'm just subconsciously remembering it. Like 20 Spock. songs again um, played, so we're seeing pretty much a pretty standard 20 songs. Um, that's helping people spot the closers, of course. Uh, average score was only 15.04. Very, very low for Hartford, wow. which, which is great because that, that shows that we got a lot of diversity in the Hartford show, why I think a lot of people thought it was a good show. Um, the winner went to T. Wiggs, 12.01 with 42 points. You know, sure, not Twigs? Twigs? T. Wiggs? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Um, do, you know, do you know T. Wiggs, Jake? No, I just figured you mispronounced it. No, seriously, <laughs> T-W-I, I just went to T W I G S. Who would pronounce that T-Wigs instead of Twigs? Twigs. Unbelievable. What are you talking about? T-Wigs is a cool nickname. Twigs. <laughs> T-Wigs. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you J-O-E. Uh, or, or how about J-Ake? T-Wigs, come hey, on. J-Ake Vigliotti. Hey, how you doing? J-Ohm. I'm at. <laughs> T-Wigs, come that on. That is inconceivably Fine. unbelievable. Drink, hold on, I gotta get that in. Wow. Oh my god. Your pronunciation is as bad as Hartford. This uh this podcast brought to you by Speech Impediment Awareness Month. You guys are or terrible. something. That's Joe. a very that's a very thing. You shouldn't make fun of my 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 your um, in- inability to read? <laughs> yes. Um, but Twigs, or as I call them, T-Wigs, because we're best friends, um, got 42 points versus the 56 from last um, week, just to put it in perspective. Got 13 songs wow. picked, four spots, did not get the opener and closer. So really, um, it was a combination of those um, songs picked and the spots because right behind Master 36, or M-Master 36, <laughs> um, had 40 points. Um only 10 spots, but had five um, spots picked. So he and Master had the most spots, but couldn't sneak up to get to the um, the first place spot. So nice job at T-Rose 31, or Tros 31, who uh, was number three with 36 points. Um, most songs correctly picked was T-Wigs with the uh, 13. I already mentioned Master 36 had the most spots. Nobody got the combo of the opener and closer, um, so it was a little bit different there. I think Pig threw him off because only four people got Pig. So great job. Wow. Um, nice. Scoobs one four four, Pig thirty four, uh, D Braddy ninety one, and uh, Crazy Easy DMB O four um, were the four people that actually called the pig opener. Um, D Brady ninety one. I hope you read the show if you're a Brady fan. Um, Watchtower was the closer. Fifteen people actually spotted it. Thirty overall Ooh. picked it, but fifteen spotted it. So nice job. And our debut for the night was out of our hands. Anybody call it, you guys? No way. 
Well, everyone's called all these debuts from, from every show. There's always been somebody that's picked the song. No. This, this is no the first time. Way. Nobody oh. called it. Nobody Good called job. it. You mean that, that wasn't on Chad Dizzy's, uh, Chad Dizzy's dream set? Dream set did not, yeah, did not have Chad Dizzy, uh, C. Dizzy's uh, um, Out of My Hands was not on it. <laughs> that's, that was a bit, nobody, no, that was an opportunity for somebody to be the solo caller. Nobody risked that's it. That's cool. Nobody That's reached cool. out for out my hands. Good job, everybody. Yeah, Good you job. might not win a wristband. You might not win anything, but you'll at least get a call out on yes. uh, the podcast if you have have a shot like that. So think about that too. But we did have a couple of unique callers. Um, Gray Street. Only one person spotted Gray Street. Um, Candex. Candace X. Candace oh, wow. XS. Excuse me. Um, call it was the only person to get to Gray Street. Hey, hey, hey Joe, and, how do you pronounce uh, that band that came out with that song in the eighties? I need you tonight. Tell me, t- tell me the band first, and I'll tell you how to pronounce it. Uh, it's spelled I N X S. I N X S. I'm sure um, that took you a while too. That's one of those things you just learned how to pronounce it last year. Be honest. Within the last five minutes, <laughs> thanks to um, thanks to uh, another podcast. Um, uh, Digging the ditch was also only spotted by two people: Nick Crush and Safrica two two one three, and Belly Belly Nice only spotted by two people: KP Kicks twelve and Crush four one thirty six. So nice job, guys! You were the only ones to um, to call that out. As mentioned, nobody called out of my hands. The next lowest picked that was If Only. Not a lot of people had If Only as picked. Um, so nice job. And most spotted was Bob Law. So that takes us. To the leaderboard, let's yep. throw it over to Matt. Yep. Where do we stand? One thing, when I was in high school, I used to announce uh, for our varsity basketball team. Basketball, I, was, I remember that. Yes, and I would mm-hmm. do um, – you remember that? I didn't know you then, so that would be a hell of a – I remember I, that, yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do remember you used to do that. <clears throat> yeah, so you know what I would do? It's, it's, it's inconceivable of an idea as it is. I would get the roster of the other team and make sure I could pronounce all their names before I actually tried to pronounce all their names over the microphone. Is this a dig? A novel idea, but something that might want to be tried out here by other. So I will throw it over to you guys to um, to help Re- pronounce this. Matt, real, really, Matt, really quick. Yeah. Um, the very first um, college basketball game I ever did play by play on was the Alabama Crimson Tide versus the Old Miss Rebels, and I did the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, there it is. Go, keep going. It's time to grab your warm milk. <laughs> Just talk the over. Afghan on the couch. And curl up next to the fire for another episode of Storytime with Grandpa Jake. It's just the best intro ever. So back in 1992-ish, back when you were calling games in high school, when I was doing this college game, I did the exact same thing you did, Matt, is I looked over the names to try to pronounce them. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, for the old Miss Revels, Yuha Lutinen was starting Ooh. at forward. And when I saw his name, I hoped that Yuha Lutanen, or whatever I said the first five times that he touched the ball, would not score. And wouldn't you know that son of a bitch hit for 18 that night? <laughs> and I, I, I'm telling you, if he hit nine buckets, I pronounced his name nine different ways. Uh, I <laughs> well, at least got it right once, him. probably. Yeah. Give a nickname. I, 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 I think he was from from Finland. I think I started calling him the Finnish sensation oh. after like the seventh one because I could not. I mean, I could not even come close to pronouncing his I, name right. I how come? To... How come Jake can say that and I say the P word? And, I don't know what you're talking and then, about. And then nobody responds to Jake. I don't so know what you're talking about. Little drop right there. Oh, I, don't hear anything. I used to. I used to uh, DJ weddings when I lived in New York. Those, I remember that too. 
that you would remember. And um, the wedding party was named, uh, the last name was Saskowitz. And me being a fellow Polish guy, you'd think something like that would kind of be somewhat easy. And and so at the reception, what we do is there's this, like, you know, the, the wedding party introduction. And it just so happened that there were other Saskowitzes in the wedding party before the bride and groom, right? So I had, I'd already said it before, and the the like one of the bridesmaids or whatever was also Saskowitz and announced them and they came out just fine and now for the second time in public please welcome Mr. and Mrs. Sikowski what? oh no I went from, <laughs> no, from Saskowitz no, to Sikowski no you didn't I, I oh, did and I, everybody. and I instantly cried oh Saskowitz I'm so sorry and someone yells out there goes his tip <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a pretty bad uh, Joe M moment for sure. <laughs> or as they say, they call it a moment. They were they were a really wonderful family, so they didn't. They all they did was rib me for the rest of the night. Nobody seemed to be all that uh, peeved off about it. But yeah, oops, oops, oops. Yeah, okay. So if uh, you know the Saskowitz and uh, you know Yuha Luton, then make sure they tell them to tune in so they true. can hear their names. Right. So yeah, the overall tour standings, the top three for the tour. I would have got those names right, by the way. Of course. <laughs> Mal- Mal- uh, uh Crash 1983 has held on to the first place spot. You would think the onslaught would be too much to bear, but he is holding firm. He's got 457 total points right now. Uh, he's also the co-spot leader with 18 with Somme Devil 17. Stop. Um, that's, I mean, we keep beating it, right? But spots are key. Um, we have a shift around and after that the number two spot which was held by j money dmb who has now slipped to third place but number two is the legend himself the heartbreak kid tony b of course he's up to second place from third he's got 449 points he's eight points back this guy's nipping at crash's heels and i'm telling if i'm crash I mean, you're a baller right now because you're you're standing on top. But you, look you are right. just you're looking back over your shoulder every single. You've got place. Steph Curry just bearing down the lane on you. He's, he's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, both uh, the Heartbreak Kid himself and J Money DMB are tied for the most songs picked with 184. Um, Crash, uh, Joe, we've got this two conflicting pieces of information. Yes, yes. Here. Crash is a spotter. Crash is the spotter king. Right. I mean. Uh, the uh, yeah the spots and then uh, is that what you mean and then well it uh, says he's a co-spot leader with eighteen but then later it says he's also leading with most spots picked with twenty seven. Good call. So I'm pulling up this. That's okay. Now. Stat boy, stat boy made a mistake. No problem. <laughs> you guys, you, you, you pronounce your eighteens as twenty sevens. That's round the horn <laughs> reference right there for you. Um, Chumley sixty seven has the most openers picked. He's got four openers picked. And Blaze, 34, how's it going, Kevin? Have the most closers now picked with seven. Uh, we are tracking additional stats. Joe's been doing a lot of work in, in terms of fleshing this out, which is really cool. Um, we have new top tour stats, the closers spotted, the opener and closer combo, and openers and closers spotted combo. So check those out on the website. We're really fleshing those out. And those kind of stats will be coming to the um, DMB Hub app eventually as well. Uh, we're obviously continuing to work on fleshing that out. You guys touched on the Hub badges uh, the stubs last week, which was cool to listen to. I'm really sorry I missed that episode, but Bernie Bernie calls. Yeah. Um, shout out to Keith Box 7 He's only played 11 games, but he's in fifth place on points average on average points per show, which is uh, wow. pretty remarkable too. Yeah. Um, if you've ever wondered about the all-time setlist game leaders, or and if I you have, ha- or if you haven't, 
we're still going to tell you about them. <laughs> Who are the all-time leaders on the Ant Setless game overall? Number one is a good friend of ours, Crush Live, B. Rad. With 19,146 total points, he's played 725 shows. I can't believe we've had the setless game going for 725 shows. I know. It's crazy. That puts B-Rad at an average of 26.4 points per show. That's a pretty robust, impressive average. Um, Japaho, 41. He's got uh, 19,145 points, one point back from Brad. But he's done it in 15 less shows for a nice, healthy 27-point-per-show average. And what kind of top Hall of Fame list would it be without the Heartbreak Kid himself, Tony B? He's only got 16,825 points, but it's only across 565 shows. That's 160 shows less than Brad, and that is for a robust 29.78. This guy averages 30 points a show. Just whatever. He just drops 30 every time he plays. Curry. He, he is, he is the Curry. Curry. Wow. He is Stephen Curry. Uh, so Joe made a point. Uh, Japaho, he's only, even though he's legendary, he's only played the Wichita show this tour. So, wow. man, if you're out there, get on the stick. You are one point back on all-time standings. Yeah, so, one point behind all-time standings. Come on. And break. you're falling off. You're falling, ap- it's falling start apart. Heart, heartbreak kings on your tails. Yeah, so rounding out the top ten, we've got Maggard, 103 at 426. Gray Street Ave, 415. Also Fonzie, 5888, another band member masquerading on the setless game. What's up, Fonz? Do better, Fonz. 415 also. <laughs> Paul G83 at 414. TR The Game, of course, Tim Reynolds now in. Also <laughs> at 411, BD Fresh 62 at 400, as well as DNB Fan 100 at 400. So hey, keep it up, everyone. Playing great and uh, still some prizes up for grabs. Uh, we're going to rapid fire questions. So, uh, Jake, you want to take one? I do. We're going to go through these really, really quickly. So, everybody, hold on. This one's first one is from Patrick A. Harris at PDD085. With the current set list being played, can we really expect much more by the time the gorge comes around? Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Free Dodo. No, probably not, Patrick. This is probably the best it's going to be. If I were you, I would sell the tickets. You need some tickets yep. too, don't you? Yeah, so just sell them to me, and we'll be all set. <laughs> Look, everybody, relax, okay? Relax. Long tour. Everything's going to be fine. There's still more stuff coming. Okay? I was just looking. There is so much more tour to come. I mean, I feel like we've been doing this for a while. There, there's so much more tour. So much more. Nothing to worry about. Everybody relax. More songs are coming. Like it. What do you got, Maddie? Uh, Kevin Nisbet at K Nisbet six asks at Ants show flows are down from last year. Will the band make changes and will the show flows come back up? Hashtag Ants podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Um, I would say, well, the band. I, I I don't know if you're making the connection that because show flows are down, are the band going to check that out and say, well, we better. We, better <laughs> we do know it. that they look at that though. They do. Um, no. Uh, will the show flows come back up? Um, you know, maybe. I, I think there's a whole lot, of, like Joe said, a whole lot of tour left, and I think there are some surprises to come. And every surprise that comes in, I think you have the chance of the sets being mixed up even more. They are in a bit of a rhythm right now, um, but I, I don't think it's going to be this here and out. I think it'll still, I think it'll get shaken up. So I think it'll improve, yeah. Like it, yeah, and I would say, um, I think the new songs maybe hurt the show flow a little bit, which they probably shouldn't, but that's just how people yeah. people vote. So yeah. that's how it is. Um, Captain in Shano, Shane Olin Wine asks, Ants Marching, <laughs> think there is any other reason Two-Step hasn't been played other than Dave doesn't want to? Hashtag Ants Podcast. 
any other reason other than Dave doesn't want to. I mean, no, no. <laughs> they're, 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 like, what other reason would there be? Like, um, they for, Dave wants to, but he forgot I how to play it to spite spec. And I would totally <laughs> be behind J- Dave on that if he did it. Oh, jeez. Sp- <laughs> you're saying, well, why won't they play it every show except spec? That's the way you sp- spite oh, it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know what other reason there would be if there's, you know, it's their own song. They own the rights to it. You know, I don't think any person forgot how to play it. Um, I, I couldn't even fathom another. You guys got any other good reason why other than just Dave doesn't want to? I just think they like it better than the acoustic. I think they're just waiting for you to call it a liberation if they eventually do play it. Mm, mm. Dave wants to play it, but he really just wants that liberation title. So he wants two step to be liberated. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what this like. Probably the most frequently played song that received a liberation. Anyway, um, Jake, you got a question? I do. It's from Alex Brandt, which is at Alex M Brandt. Um, hey, at Ants Marching, marching. You can't even announce it's marching. Oh, my gosh. Yes, and and that's a lesson. Don't read a text and try to talk at the same time. And drink 32 ounces of beer. Yeah, and drink 32 ounces of beer. What's the best DMV karaoke song? (laughs) Any you have ever sung at a DMV show or a karaoke bar before? Hashtag hashtag free dodo. I have heard, actually, that the best karaoke song to sing in any setting would be an acoustic version of dodo do you agree matt oh i cannot confirm or deny this i think i did see that posted though yeah did you <laughs> uh, is it searchable on youtube like if could people find this uh i don't because if it is i'm gonna bail right now and find it <laughs> somewhere out there is matt doing karaoke style dodo I would say it's more about the guys who are playing the guitars. It sounded amazing. Oh come on, they sounded great. But I mean, it's all about you, Matt. Let's be honest. It's uh, let's see what the let's see what the title is on YouTube. Oh, you're gonna announce it? No, I'm going to look what it is and hope nobody says it. Okay, cool. That's all. I got it. Is it? Do you think it's something that people could find in a search, or you think it's too obscure? Yeah, well, it's, it's it's searchable, and I apparently my name is in the details. That's great. <laughs> oh, you're done. Come on. <laughs> That's going on the front page of Ants. Oh boy! That's so, oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this question. I'm gonna kick it to you. Uh, well, but I, is there anybody got a good karaoke song for real or no? Crash. You think? I don't know what a good one is actually. I'm not. Cr- uh, Crush. You think? I love singing Crush. Yeah. But the, never... like, again, I always get awkward during like instrumental breaks on karaoke songs, and that one's going to have them in abundance. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, uh, so so Luke Landcammer at Luke Landcammer asks, uh, I'm going to WP, which I would assume be widespread panic for the first time. No, West Palm. <laughs> <laughs> going to West Palm for the first time. How does it differ from Alpine? Any tips other than like 80 degrees? And also, do they chant thank you every year? Hashtag ask podcast. Jake, would you like to answer that? Well... Um, Florida's 100,000 degrees and, and Wisconsin's not. So that's the big difference. Number one, you need to drink more water than you ever thought you would want to, because the humidity is stifling. Like literally, I'm not even joking when I say this, you need to drink a cup of water for every alcoholic beverage you have. And no, I'm not joking. You really do. It's that hot. I've seen people pass out there every year. Really, just don't do it. Just drink a lot of water. It's very, very hot. No, thankfully, us Florida people don't chant freaking thank you every damn song like you do in, in Alpine. 
Mm. However, people have done this before, and it is quite annoying. Um, it, it's really more of a laid-back crowd in, in West Palm. Now, Joe, you've seen them both. Would you agree with me that it's Yeah, I was going to say back? I'm the only one of the three here that's been to both places, though I'm it, hoping to change that this year with both of you guys. In, yeah. in, in three weeks' time, that will no longer be true. Is that the true for you too, Jake? It, it is uh, efforting that way. Yes, but um, yeah, I've been to both. You know, and there, West Palm is a great venue. It, it does not nearly get as much um, talk about as like Alpine does. West Palm at Lawn is actually pretty small, and, and I'm not even saying that compared to Alpine. Alpine obviously has got the giant lawn, but West Palm actually has a pretty, pretty, pretty good small sized um, uh, lawn. Other than that, I would say West Palm is pretty cookie cutter. It's still got the tailgate scene, um, just like Alpine. And I would say you're you're going to get a more res- you know a, a crowd that in West Palm that like we said with a thank you isn't going to try to dictate the set. They're going to listen to it, and as a result, they end up getting some pretty cool stuff that you, you know not the typical stuff like ants or a two step or um, watchtower or thank you. Um, you're going to get in West Palm, you know, some of the more obscure, you know, kind of closers. I would think because people aren't demanding the others. You agree, Jake? I, I would agree. I, I would agree. That's the big difference. Is you just nailed it. Is they're going to sit back and listen to the show instead of trying to write the set. Exactly. Yep. Like it, like it. Um, do you guys want a question for me? A question for yeah, you well, or what, from you? Either way, let's let's hustle up about it. All right. Um, how do you say this name right here? Jeez, Benab. Benab two one one two says. Out of here. <laughs> and marching. What factors make live releases great? Um, which release is the closest to being a perfect mix of these factors? Live release great. I think set, obviously it's a mix of the set list. It's a mix of um, the performances. It's a mix of the actual uh, mix of the recording. How good is the audio recording sound? Um, I would actually say you could even classify if there's a video of it um, released of it that that goes into it. Um, but ultimately, you know, what, there's the one other part, thing. What am I missing? The year. You think the? I mean, the year was that the set list, or you think it's different from the no, set list? Yeah. I think that's different from the set list. I think the year plays in because I think that fans know that certain songs were played in a certain style in that certain year. Well, so, okay, so I think year simplifies the two that I mentioned. It simplifies the set list and simplifies the performances. If you just say a year, kind of dictates the set list and dictates the performances. I kept it a little bit more specific, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I see what you're saying, but overall, I mean, really. It's about the songs. It's the songs. And that's how people decide if they want to purchase the live tracks or not. It's the songs that are played and what they're looking for. And and I think what's good is that the band actually realizes that for the ones that they pick, they realize they're not picking it based on, you know, um, something else like, hey, it's a great date or, oh, it was something it happened to fall on a U.S. holiday or something like that. Right. They're they're picking the ones that have the good songs. Exactly, and that even plays into Live Tracks 38, which we talked about earlier, which is obviously a, a year pick, it seems like, with the crash release, but also a very strong set list. And also another thing that we didn't mention, I think Venue plays a little bit into that as well, um, because SPAC is obviously a, a DMB-friendly area. So I think that there is a, a Venue factor in there as well. Okay, yeah, I, bet, I think it, it adds to the crowd, to the, to the, to the performances, yeah. Matt, you got a question? Yeah, uh, yeah I do. Uh, let's see. Um, 
Go down a little bit. Yeah, and uh, and Dylan Brown Music asks, in 2018, do you think the band will play BTCS all the way through every night in honor of its 20th anniversary? Uh, yes. Uh, and also, I'm wondering what color the sky is where you are right now. It's it's obviously aquamarine. Yeah. And is anything falling from it? Or is anything flying in it? Exactly. Uh, George Petty at S. At, at George Petty asks, uh, hashtag Ants Podcast, would you say that the new songs last year, uh, Black and Blue Bird, Be Yourself, not being played indicates them being scrapped? <sighs> From an album? No. From the sets now because they weren't popular? Yes. They've got to make, you can't keep, you got to make room for the new ones. They, they got scrapped because the new ones came. That's the, they have to take the second seat for this year's, this year's graduating class. There have been very few songs as poorly received as Be Yourself. True. Very true. Uh, what you got, Joe? Um, Brandon France uh, says, Ants Marching. What's the venues uh, that were cut from recent summer tours do you want DMB to add back in 2018? Hashtag Ins Podcast. Hashtag Scranton. Um, How about Scranton? Yeah, maybe Scranton. I think Brandon, I think Brandon wants Scranton back. Um, Hershey has been cut. It's not a very yeah. good venue, but um, got a lot of history there, a lot of DMB history there. Um, where else Orlando? Hello? Orlando. What, when's the last time they played Orlando? Who could forget that great tour of 2000? He it's said in recent been... recent summer tours. 2000 is recent summer tour. Yeah, hey, sure. When you've been alive for 117 years. <laughs> 15 years ago is recent. I was like 56 <laughs> at that show. Jeez. Uh, I don't they, they they keep the the good they keep most of them going. I, I feel like the West Coast is it has the most complaints to make. Um and probably Den- Denver probably ha- is the, is up there too. Denver has yeah. a lot to complain about too. But well, um, stop, yeah, stop throwing knives at the band. Well, that's true too, Matt. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, let's uh, Matt Voles, the Matt Voles asked, "What are some DMB songs that you love that it seems a majority of ants do not?" Wow. Sorry, I had to go. I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> I, had to I could not hold it any longer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, some DMB I feel songs better. I love that a majority of ants do not do break not. free. Uh, yeah, that must be. I love Shake Me, but I mean, I think that's that's with a massive bit of context, right? Uh, live, they suck it up. I just, but I love the song, but I mean, live, it's just not not happening. Um, I I still love Seven. Okay, Joe. I I still love Seven. You mean I like it? You know my answer. I like them all. So any any song that ants. Or the, the that, so, that, so, that sound was not Jake peeing. It was some. It was the band pissing in Joe's ear and him lapping it up. <laughs> it's got an awesome case of piss ear. For for live, for live, right? I mean, you know, you know me. I, when I'm at the show, I'm gonna I'm gonna dance it off. Uh, afterwards, I might critique it, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna dance it up lots there. Of I don't hearts, know. Lots of hearts for Joe's piss ear, by the way. <laughs> um. Our, our buddy B Rad had a bunch of questions, um, but I'm going to ask, only gotta uh, pick which one, I, th- Brad. which I think is the most pertinent one. It is the one that says, "Joe M, how were your <laughs> grades in English class no. when you were in school?" Yes, <laughs> be honest. I, I want to see the transcripts. I want to see the transcripts. I just crossed that one out. <laughs> hey, you but, can't, you can't but, delete the internet, Joe. But but B Rad does have a legitimately good question um, at Ants Marching using the uh, hashtag Ants Podcast. What's the next two-night venue to lose its second night and become a one-off? 
I think that's a legitimate I like that. question. Yeah, I like yeah, that I, question a lot. I, yeah. I, I think that's really a legitimate question. Um, I, you know, my hope is none of them. My reality is West Palm Beach. No, my fear, my my fear is Alpine. I would have said that too, Jake. No. West Palm. Alpine will lose. Alpine will lose both nights because the venue is going to close. Because there's nobody going there anymore. Uh, I know. That's that's kind of... If they go there, they're definitely always playing two. I mean, if you're going to Alpine, you're playing two. But it's more like about, the Alpine will be disappear altogether. How is Guilford having two nights in New Hampshire? Well, they had a big festival thingy going on at that time. So the, both those nights sold out immediately. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that, that was very well-timed by the, the tour schedulers. Right. right. Yeah, I, 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 that one that one will just drop off the list altogether. It won't go down to... Like two, right? That one will just drop off. I mean, there's not a lot of choices, right? What are our choices? Alpine, um, Camden, Spock, Spack, Spock, um, Deer Creek, um, Florida, which talked about Gorge and and the Greek. Alpine. Yeah, I did not say Alpine. Yeah, Greek. So, true. It's. I mean, Camden. Gorge Camden? going down. Gorge going down to two or one. Not going to happen. Greek. I just. I guess the Greek maybe is. I think West Palm is the lowest. Then maybe Greek after that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think Camden is probably a lot safer than people think. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah. it's not really safe, but you mean well, I mean no, it's, that's literally the only time anyone's ever said Camden <laughs> and safe in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, I guess Camden God. could go down to one. I mean, I would have never thought Hartford or Mansfield would go down to one. And if those went down to one, you gotta you gotta think Camden can go down to one. Yeah, I, you're right. That's that's legitimate. Yeah. Hope not. Yeah, West Palm. I think that's got Camden before West Palm. Now that I think about it, West Palm. It's too much of a good destination location to only do one night. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. Maddie, do you have one? And if you do, take the second one. Uh, I don't, and I and I don't know what you're talking about. Look on the list. I'm looking on the list, but I don't really have Marco Polo. Uh, oh yeah, so <laughs> sorry, that was a reflex. Marco at GZ, he even gave us the phonetic pronunciation. Thank you very much, Marco. You mentioned this is DMB version 3.0. Uh, can you explain what this means? Uh, and podcast hashtag Free Joe M's song series. Um, I did not mention anything about a 3.0 DMB version, so I'm guessing he was talking about something you gentlemen said. Well, he's talking in generalities. So, about... thanks for feeding that to me, by the way, Jake. That was very well played. Well, I thought you understood the game of volleyball, and you were going to set it up at the net for me to finish. But that's okay. Um, he's talking in generalities about how the Dave Matthews Band is referred to by some fans as this is the 3.0 version. The 3.0 version of the band goes from 2008 to present. That is what is generally thought of as the Tim. Rashawn and Jeff portion of the band. That's the 3.0. And then, of course, there's some overlap there uh, with Roy before his passing. DMB 2.0 goes roughly from mm, like 1999, 2000-ish, really 2001 to 2007. And that is with Butch on the keyboards. And again, there's some overlap with Rashawn coming in there in 06 and 07. And the DMB 1.0 would be the band prior to Butch's arrival. So somewhere around 99, 2000, all the way back to 1992, even though in 1992 and 1993, you had Peter Greiser on the keyboards, but that sort of Tends to be just as the DMB. Yeah. 
That was the beta version. Basically, yes. Very good. Yeah. yeah. What do you got, Joe? Um, let's see here. Kevin Blaze at Blaze Kevin says, "Hey, Ants Marching is DMB Reckoning." I don't use that word that very often. The paper set list now, Ants Podcast, hashtag, hashtag set list game, hashtag free dodo, uh, hashtag inconceivable. Oh. Uh, that's a fir- I don't think we've had that one yet. I don't think so. And hashtag the truth is out there. I'm gonna, someone's going to have to fill me in on that hashtag. Um, yeah, I, it seems like there's more panic than we thought about people with the set list. What do you mean panicking? I mean, I mean, isn't that what he means? That they're just playing the same stuff over well, and over. Con means they're actually they're changing it. Well, here's what they're doing. I don't know if this is what Kevin's talking about. When the band is posting the, after the show the paper set lists. Yes. Oh, he's think. I'm sorry. I was thinking of just the set list being played. He means that they're being edited. I understand what you're saying now. Yeah. 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 Whatever reason the band has decided to edit the paper the paper set list when they post them now. They're not the they're not the OGs. They're not the originals. Um. And I get why they do that because it can be confusing if you see, like, especially with these some of these set lists now where the encore has literally four songs in there, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, look at that encore!" Um, so I get that they're why they're doing that. Um, I guess I don't think have, they should. I don't think they should either, and we'll fill that hole. You know, if they don't want to, they don't want to do that hole. We'll fill it because we pretty regularly will tweet out the picture of the set list after the show. Um, I don't know, you know, it, it, I see it makes more sense for the general public to, to not get confused. I think what they did last year is they, you know, black markered out the songs, but then that maybe they feel like that looks like, you know, they cut those songs and people will get, oh my gosh, they cut two step, you know, and, and that, that, um, you know, maybe that will piss people off. One thing I want to say, this is again, a little tangent oh, language, language, God almighty Joe. How did I another? say this time? Jeez. The P word again. Golly. How many, why did you drink tonight? What are you talking about? I didn't even say anything. Potty mouth. What did I say? Pissed. I'm sorry. I said it again, but... <laughs> I didn't say that word. Anyway, um, the, one, the, the one thing tangent here that I noticed on one of the set lists that the band did not, you know, not share, but it's going to be kind of interesting, is one of them said Dave solo song. Actually, the handwritten Dave, the handwritten set before it was printed... Um, had a spot in the E1 spot for Dave Solo, and we have not gotten that this tour yet. And it was, and I just hmm. thought, hey, we were, hey, we were done with that. That's not going to happen this tour. But it was really interesting to see that that got that was a, a potential for the set list. So maybe Dave Solo could come back. Anyway, side note. Um, huh. Which one of you guys wants a question? Final one. Uh, let me let me take one more. Since we're running kind of really heavy, so sorry to everybody that we skipped. We're going to go all the way down to the bottom to our good friend Colin Walker because his username, of course, is at Colin with Ack One. Do you think we will see Proudest Monkey into Bismarck at all? Any other interesting transitions you want to see? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. I just wanted to say your username just to make fun of Joe M. What? 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 Joe, you took a beating tonight. Bravo for sticks for sticking with it. You 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 got the standing eight count, but you're still with us. Thank you. Thank That's you. That's Joe M for us. So good job, Colin. With you guys, act. Jake specifically messed up some good ones too, and he didn't get any crap. I have never mispronounced. And anything. apparently, I I say bad words when I don't know I say them either. Me fail English? That's Filthy. impossible. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> I like it. Well, uh, cheers, guys. Inconceivable. Indeedly do. Is that it, Maddie? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. 
thanks everybody for listening. We should have uh, well, we should have another podcast ready for you to go next week. But in the meantime, hopefully, talk about um, tour attendance numbers during it. Yes, 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 we will. And so enjoy the week off. We're going to do the same. Back to the grind. Uh, Jake's back to the zoo, and Joe is back to uh, <laughs> sailing. Apparently, with that potty mouth. So, oh, nice! We're gonna wash Joe M, uh, Joe M's mouth out with soap this week, so we'll we'll be clean and clear I'm... next time, and no explicit tags on the podcast next time around. Thanks a lot, Joe. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, Tour Central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. DMB.